I wanted to share with you tonight 10 things that the shofar symbolizes just by way of some reflections on this particular day and what is the central part of this particular celebration. Here's how the shofar sounds were interpreted in a classic text that was written more than 1,000 years ago. These 10 interpretations of the sounds of the shofar were written by Saadia Gaon, one of the foremost rabbis and Jewish religious leaders of the Middle Ages. He wrote about the year 900. 10 things. The shofar and its sound is reminiscent of the coronation of a king, he said. The sound of the shofar is analogous to the trumpet blasts that announce the coronation of a king. On Rosh Hashanah, God created the world, and he assumed his role as its sovereign. In the sounding of the shofar, then, we acknowledge him as our king. Secondly, it stirs our conscience, or it should. Rosh Hashanah is the first uh, of the Yamim Noraim, the ten days of awe, or the ten days of penitence. And the shofar is sounded then to stir our conscience to confront our failings and our errors and to return to God who always welcomes the people who are penitent or repentant, whichever term you prefer. The shofar then reminds us, thirdly, of the revelation at Mount Sinai because the shofar is reminiscent of that revelation at Sinai which was accompanied by the sounding of said shofar. It therefore reminds us of our destiny to be a people of Torah, to pursue its study, and to practice its directives. Fourth, it reminds us, Shofar does, of the exhortations of the prophets. The sound of the Shofar is reminiscent then of the calls of the prophets, whose voices rang out like a Shofar in denouncing wrongdoing and in calling people to the service of God and of others. Fifth, the shofar and its sounds are a reminder of the temple's destruction. So the shofar reminds us then of the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, and so it also calls us to strive for Israel's renewal in freedom and in fellowship with their God. Sixth, the shofar is a symbol of the ram that Abraham sacrificed, and appropriately so, because Genesis 22, which is that classic text, is a central text in all of our Rosh Hashanah liturgy. It's where Abraham attempted to sacrifice Isaac. It's called the Akedah. The shofar, which is the ram's horn, reminds us of the ram then that God provided and that Abraham sacrificed in place of his son Isaac. Later on, the rabbis, reflecting on this, said that in um, as the ram somehow the ram replaced Isaac, so somehow Isaac's sacrifice or willingness to sacrifice is accepted on behalf of his people. It's a wonderful picture that gets filled out more fully in the days of Yeshua. But in this sense, the shofar also reminds us then of the heroic faith of our ancestors, the ancestors of our people, who modeled for us the highest devotion to God the highest devotion of which humans are capable. Seventh, the shofar summons us to humility. It, sum, sum, and, pardon me, it 
summons us to humility before God's majesty and might, by which our lives are constantly surrounded and of which we should continually be aware. And it reminds us too how we should be, how we should express that humility as we interact with others, even those who may have offended us. Eight, it's a reminder of the judgment day. The shofar is a reminder of that day of final judgment, calling upon all people and all nations to prepare for God's scrutiny of their deeds, of our deeds. Ninth, the sounds of the shofar foreshadowed and foreshadowed the return from exile, as Isaiah 11 tells us. In that day, a banner will be raised and the shofar will be sounded to assemble the outcasts of Israel. So the shofar foreshadows the celebratory proclamation of freedom when the rest of Israel's exiled and homeless will return to the land. And so it calls on all of us, whether part of Israel or connected to Israel, or just somehow grateful for Israel. It calls us to trust God for Israel's deliverance at all times and under all circumstances, now and in the future. And then 10. And it's appropriate there are 10 because remember, since we remember the revelation of Sinai, God gave us, as they call it, the 10 words. So 10. The shofar sounds then anticipate the coming of the Messiah. Asad, as the Ariyat reminded us, the shofar foreshadows the end of the present world order and the inauguration of God's reign, his reign of righteousness throughout the world, with a renewed and regenerated Israel, leading all people in acknowledging that the Lord is the Lord alone, and his name is unique among all others. In other words, it connects us directly with the Elena, which we will be responding with in just a moment. It reminded me as well of, again, some of the rabbinic rep, uh, reflections going back to the Second Temple period. And I quote, One day the shofar will sound, and the Messiah will come. When the Messiah comes, the dead will rise. End quote. That is from the lips of the rabbis of old, not Messianic rabbis, but in general the rabbis of the Second Temple period. And it is that that we anticipate because one day that shofar will sound and he will be here and reinforce the lessons of said shofar. 